Welcome to the REI Freedom Podcast, where we unleash the power of real estate investing and empower you to create a life of freedom on your own terms. Are you already acquiring off-market properties? Then listen closely because we have something very special for you. At REI Freedom, we provide high-level acquisition skills training and coaching to take your real estate game to the next level. Say goodbye to deal cancellations and hello to consistent success. Our proven methods and expert guidance will equip you with the tools you need to secure more deals consistently. Imagine a life where you have the freedom to live on your own terms, where real estate investing becomes your key to financial independence and fulfillment. It's time to break free from the ordinary and create the life you've always wanted. Let us provide you with the skills and knowledge to unlock the doors to your dreams. Join us on the REI Freedom Podcast and embark on a transformative journey of acquiring bigger deals, securing more deals consistently, and living life on your own terms. REI Freedom Podcast. Unlock your potential, claim your freedom in real estate investing. Welcome to an exciting episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving deep into a question that many new wholesalers often ponder. What do I say when the seller has objections? And who better to shed light on this topic than our co-host and coach, Dan Toback. With over a decade of experience in overcoming seller objections, Dan will be sharing his insights on how objections often conceal underlying issues. Listen in as Dan reveals his top three responses to objections and explains their significance. Number one, tell me more. Can you help me understand what you're thinking? Number two, Dan will discuss the concept of bracketing and how it can bring clarity to your negotiations. And number three, that's fair. When would be the next chance to have a discussion on this? Discover how this approach increases the likelihood of getting the contract signed during your next appointment. But wait, there's more. Dan has a bonus nugget of pure gold that you can easily implement in your next conversation with a seller. Don't miss out on this practical episode that will leave you feeling ready to lock it up. Hey guys, welcome to REI Freedom, episode 10. I am Jeremy Beland. I am here with my wife, Shelly. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you again. And we are here today again for another phenomenal episode with our acquisition coach in REI Freedom, Mr. Dan Toback. Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year. What's going on, y'all? Can't believe we're already into 2024, man. The days go by so fast. 2023 hasn't been the easiest year in real estate investing since we've had our journey, but I feel that 2024 is going to be a much better year for a lot of us. And that's very exciting. And today we are going to give you guys a little nuggets or a few nuggets that Dan will uh, provide today to help you get more deals in 2024 uh -huh. by overcoming an objection that you will hear often <laughs> in this industry. Dan, we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes, as your brother would say. Today's objection is you are sitting across the table from somebody and you are ready to sign the deal. And we hear the breaded words, I need to think about it, or I need to sleep on it, or I need to pray on it. But what that means is I'm not signing. You're going to have to come back at a, or call me another time. I'm not doing it now. Those are dreaded words. I'm hoping you can provide the listeners today some great 
guidance to figure out why that happens and how to overcome that. Yeah, absolutely. So to your point, it's important to realize that I need to think about it is simply a mask for a possible other issue. We just don't know what that issue is, but there is something. There's an underlying concern, if you will, and the I think about is simply a symptom of that deeper underlying concern. The goal is before I put out anything, I always want to know what my goal is. What am I trying to accomplish if I ask a question or if I continue to try to converse over something? So the first thing is trying to build, and, I, and you guys know if you listen to my lives that I do or if you're on our coaching program, that I continually try to build an ally with the seller, continually try to build that bridge between myself and the seller. So often if I'm getting an I need to think about or I need to sleep on and I need to contemplate whatever it is, I simply ask the seller, I say, hey, listen, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, usually when a seller or somebody selling their home tells they need to think on it, it means they're really not comfortable. Could you help me understand what exactly you need to think about? What exactly you need to think about? And I phrase it that way because I'm acknowledging that there's typically something that we haven't covered if that is the case or they may not be comfortable with, but I'm also asking that they would help me. I'm not being going head to head or creating conflict. I'm simply asking them to come by my side to help me to help them. So I would encourage you if you sense that there might be a little bit of that tension there, instead of maybe saying, going and being a little more contentious, hey, what are you thinking about or what's on your mind? Say, hey, totally get it. Usually when this happens, it means that there's something you might not be comfortable with. Can you help me better understand what that might be? And ask a very open question. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you definitely... You may be very frustrated at that time. There's going to be a deeper reason, as you mentioned, of why they don't want to move forward. A lot of times, we always just think it's money. And it's not always just money. It could be something else that is holding them back. And this is why it's great to ask open-ended questions because we don't want to assume anything because we may assume incorrectly. You ask that question, Dan, sometimes they provide an answer, sometimes they don't. What are some other techniques that we could do for the listeners to help them in this situation, hopefully find out truly what's going on to overcome this objection and hopefully get the deal? Yeah. So you mentioned already that there might be something about a particular segment of the deal, whether it's a contract or the verbiage, whatever it is. If you come to a spot where you're getting, I think about it, but you've already been through the, a lot of the nuts and bolts of the negotiation, like you maybe have already viewed the contract, you've talked about terms, they've had a chance to speak with you. And you've talked price, of course, at that point. What I sometimes like to do is, hey, usually, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if, a, if somebody tells me, a homeowner tells me that they need to think about it. So outside of what we just talked about, there's going to be a lot of times when we hear this that a lot of people assume that it's probably just money related. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. And we don't want to assume incorrectly. So asking the open-ended questions seems to help really open dialogue up to what's truly going on. What are some other things we can do to maybe really dig deep into the underlying issue here to hopefully get a resolution in an effort to get the sale? Yes, to your point, if you're deeper in negotiation or anywhere, they've had a chance to get to know you. We've talked about pricing even. We've went over the contracting terms. One thing that I like to do to maybe help the seller get really clear on what's making them uncomfortable is I say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, usually when homeowners tell me they need to think about it, 
it means that they're either uncomfortable with the price, might be uncomfortable with the contract, or be uncomfortable with me. Do you mind telling me which one it is for you? And it's called bracketing. And something actually um, I learned originally from Sean Terry. Uh, I was actually under his course. This was years ago, but this was something that I've used time and time again. And it really helps to provide clarity, puts a lot of, it defines a lot of what those objections might be. So again, the way I like to phrase that, it doesn't have to, by the way, be those terms. So if you talked about with a seller, it could be a probate, right? Something kind of like a wild card. You can put that in one of the brackets if you want to try to maybe, if you sense that might be a point of contention, you might want to say, hey, Mr. Mr. Seller, usually when a seller tells me or a homeowner tells me that they're going you know, to think about it, it means they're either uncomfortable with the price, the contract, or the timing of the probate. Which one is it for you? So you could sub out something. And I usually like to sub out maybe the contract because the contract's about the terms anyway. But pricing and you should stay because that actually continues to build that rapport and it, goes, it actually expresses and um, it puts out a lot of confidence when you're able to do that in terms of eliminating yourself. So I'd keep yourself in that bracket for sure. That's my second. I love that. Bracketing. Now that is a gold nugget, guys. I mean, that is high-end acquisition stuff to get you guys more deals. Great stuff, Dan. Do you have anything else that you could share on a way to overcome this? Those were two great techniques to overcome that objection. Anything else you can think of? Yeah. So obviously to summarize, we have, if you could tell me more, can you help me understand more of what it might be? So you leave it very open-ended. You could obviously use open-ended questions in other areas as well, particularly for, for this. So that's number one. Number two, obviously bracketing. If you want to get more pointed in negotiation. And then obviously number three is to be able to create a very next step if you need. Simply put, there's some people who are going to need to think about it, say about it no matter what. I've had people that tell me that, hey, listen, no matter what, I need just to have time to absorb this and then move on. So something that I like to do is actually, if you sense, particularly if you knew that coming in, that wasn't going to be a decision-making moment that was already expressed maybe in the phone call ahead of the appointment. I would say, hey, I totally understand. I expected you to need time to think about it. Would it be fair for us to set up a definite next time to meet to make a decision one way or the other with no pressure to do business. And if you know that's just simply not going to happen that day, you want to actually build another massive commitment to kind of chase that initial appointment. And I like to do these, especially on a warm lead with high motivation, high sense of urgency type of deals. I like to build out another in-person appointment because I'll tell you this, that appointment, the likelihood of getting the contract is through the roof because You've already set up all these landmarks and very few people are going to be getting through all those different obstacles that you just did. If you're listening to this and you're on this particular level with the seller. So what I would do is set up the very next commitment, say, hey, listen, hey, I haven't given you enough information not to think about it. When can we go ahead and set up another in-person appointment to make a decision either way? Again, no pressure to business. Even if that appointment's a no, we just have another time to meet. So you build that, and I'll tell you, those appointments, I hardly ever walk out of without a contract. If you make it to that appointment, it's usually pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I've seen, it's pretty commonly known that if you walk away from the appointment without a contract, chances of you getting that contract diminish greatly, right? There's the likelihood of you 
going back to get a contract is very unlikely at that point. But with that being said, I've seen a lot of experience with our acquisition members in our own team over the years. And a lot of it, thanks to Dan's coaching, has these situations have come up where they've done everything that Dan just did. And at the end of the day, they've really liked the situation. They like the terms. They want to move forward, but they needed to sleep on it. They needed to prey on it. Whatever the case was, they weren't going to make a decision. And it could just be the fact that they maybe have just a strong belief that no matter what, I need to sit on it for a day without, for whatever reason, just to make sure this is the right decision, whatever their, you know, core belief is. And I'd be like, man, that deal's never coming to fruition. And the acquisition guys being like, I'm telling you, we built massive rapport. We did everything we're supposed to do. They weren't going to sign today. I feel very confident when we have our very next step, which is tomorrow at this time and have our phone call or our meeting, they're going to sign. And more times than not, I was wrong and they did sign. So it does happen. But you have to do all these things that Dan was just saying, along with a handful of other things to allow that to happen at the next step. So Dan, that's great, great stuff. Now, one last thing I want to ask, all right? We know as experienced acquisition people that this objection comes up a lot. What is one little trick or technique that we can provide the listeners that will help them identify or get ahead of this objection on the phone prior to meeting them on that initial appointment? Yeah, that's a great question. So basically preventing all this, the I think about it's in the first place. So on the phone with the seller, one of the questions that I ask almost every time when I'm meeting with the seller is, hey, listen, when we meet at Wednesday at 5 p.m., for example, would it be fair to say that we could either decide to work together or to not work together, but we're not going to end it in maybe because time is the essence and I am looking to invest my cash. And you can say this different ways. It doesn't have to be how I said it, but set the expectation that Wednesday at 5 p.m. or whatever that appointment is, is a decision-making moment. That even if it's a no, we're still friends. But we want to, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, use this time while we're in person. We may not get the chance to do it again to make a decision. Either yes, we'll work together or no, we won't work together, but I'll help you any way I can. But either way, we're going to go down to path one or path two but we're not going to choose to kind of be in purgatory, if you will. And there's different ways of asking it, but I simply like to say, hey, listen, is it okay with you? Can I ask you a question? Is it okay with you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, is if we meet at Wednesday at five, that we can use that time to make a decision to work together or to even not work together, but we're not going to allow a maybe. Is that okay with you? And I like to prep the meeting for that. This way, when you're at that meeting, you get to that point. It's not awkward. It's not tense because you've already set the tone that that was going to be happening. So that will augment for a lot of that unknown popping up the last minute, as Jeremy said. Wow, Shelly, that is freaking gold. All right. I know. <laughs> I'm taking my notes and I just wrote bonus gold nugget. <laughs> gold, gold, Absolutely. gold. Now, listeners, guys, you don't even understand. All the techniques that Dan gives you guys a lot of our podcasts are like we're, he is literally making you tens of thousands of dollars. Today, if you apply these techniques on your ongoing acquisition appointments, not only is Dan going to make you tens of thousands of dollars, he is probably already just going to make you over hundreds of thousands of dollars by applying these techniques. And we're giving it away for free. That is free coaching that is going to make you a lot of money if 
And the big if is if you guys actually apply it going forward in your acquisition techniques, Dan, that is amazing, amazing stuff. It reminds me of the times when I would listen to your, your brother Todd early on in my, very early on in my career, and that I'd go into these meetings and apply those techniques that I was hearing, and they would make me tens and tens of thousands of dollars, which has now made me millions. But this is incredible. These guys listening today are going to take that on appointments. They're going to lock up these deals and they're going to think to myself, thank God I listened to Dan Tobak on the REI Freedom Podcast because I just locked myself up a 10X, you know, a $10,000 deal, $20,000 deal, $50,000 deal. Man, it's freaking exciting. That's great. That's awesome. 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 All right, guys, that's enough for today. But we don't want to give you too much because you need to go apply those techniques to your appointments effective immediately. Now, what I want to hear is if you do apply these techniques and you do get contracts and deals, you guys need to tell us and we'll have you come on and be a guest on the podcast and we'll deep dive that deal and those techniques and share it with everybody because we want to celebrate your success. Yeah, we want to hear all about it. Absolutely. All about it. So that's it. Happy New Year. Let's make 2024 a great year. Dan, thank you so much for providing so much value to the listeners today, man. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Go get it. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye, guys. We like to call the members of our REI Freedom Group the Freedom Fighters because we know that when you achieve success in REI, you gain ultimate freedom, time freedom, financial freedom, and limitless potential to create life on your own terms. But we also know that the road to REI success isn't easy, and sometimes you have to fight to get there. So there you have it. Join us and let's go get it, Freedom Fighters. All right, Freedom Fighters, I need your help. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave a rating and review. It's going to help us out so much as we continue to grow this podcast. Recommend the podcast to friends and family. There are so many people out there that want to be a Freedom Fighter, just like you and I. We need to share this podcast so we can give them the high-level acquisition skills they need to build a life of time freedom on their own terms. Please visit our website and join our email list. And you'll find extra resources and info there if you have more interest in following us on social media, REI Freedom. And of course, if you want more info on our acquisition coaching programs, please go to REIFreedom.com to learn more. Freedom Fighters, let's go! Freedom Fighters.